Welcome to Mind Your Mind on Spin, a new self-care and self-awareness series. I am joined on episode three with a career coach, Dan Potts. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, Dan. Lovely to be here, Katie. Looking forward to speaking to you about it. Today, I want to talk about careers because I really, really believe that if you are in the wrong career, it can cause so much stress in our lives. Working for money uh, is different to working for something you love. Would you agree with that? Massively. Uh, I mean, a, a huge focus of what we do with the Career Coach is to really help people understand, you know, like I said, what you love, what uh, what you're actually good at, um, what the market then needs and, and what you can be paid for. It's, it's you know, four, the four pillars that we work to with every individual. And like I said, we don't live to work, uh, we work to live, and to a large degree, of course, it makes up a, a, so, such a big part of our lives that it's so important for every other aspect of our life that we are happy in what we do, uh, given you know what 60% of our time is spent uh, working in, in the job that we do. So it, it should be something we're passionate about, it should be something that we enjoy, and it should be something that enhances our lives versus you know takes away. Dan, it is... It's years of people just leaving college and maybe jumping into a job just for the pay, as we said. And at the end of the day, there is not a lot of guidance out there into where kids can just leave school and really know the importance of going into the correct job. Here at Spin, we have so many young listeners, some, you know, going through college, not sure what they like. Years ago, we used to have so many ways for young kids to go into traits you know if they were good with their hands they could do a welding course if they were good academically they could go into business but a lot of the guidance out there these days isn't really guiding uh, young adults in the right direction it's a question of what do you like where would you like to go and a lot of people don't end up in what they actually set out to do yeah I agree I think you know, if we look at some of the statistics at the moment uh, out in the market, you know, you've got 59% of 15 to 24-year-olds, granted an awful lot of them can be in college and everything else, but are unemployed, uh, which is the highest it's ever been. You know, during the peak of the of the uh, recession, it was at 30%, and that was considered a political crisis, and now we're at 59%, nearly double, uh, which is massive numbers, and it's such an interesting topic. And what it really says to me, and, and certainly what we're seeing an awful lot now, because we work with an awful lot of young individuals that are, you know, taking that first step out into their careers or um, are having to recalibrate their careers because they were advised in it inaccurately or, or not effectively. Um, and it is, you know, if we look back uh, years ago, uh, you touched on it there around trades and everything else. I was advised by uh, my career guidance counselor to, to do a trade. Um, and if you, you know, since obviously working in career coaching and working with people and, and doing a huge amount around psychometric testing and everything else, I would be, I'm considered so far from somebody that should be in a trade, uh, it's unbelievable. And the reason for that is because someone's in a trade very, uh, very specific, very uh, attention to detail and everything else. And while I have aspects of that, in terms of what we do, it's very much working with individuals, working on you know psychology, all of the uh, working with individuals on their development and training and, and leading and everything else. That's where my whole skill set sits. And it's very interesting that that, granted, obviously, a number of years ago when um, I would have spoken to somebody about it, uh, you know, coming up through school, etc. But the fact that it was that was just, you know, it was nearly like passing out um, pamphlets, if you like, around different things that you could do. There was no 
mandatory work, even in questioning people or understanding what they really want. And I'm sure it was the same for you going into uh, presenting or uh, producing. You know, if we were to turn around years ago and say, I want to be a career coach and you want to go into uh, working uh, as a producer or a presenter, you know, they wouldn't have known what to say. Uh, and unfortunately, there's an awful lot of that um, lingering misunderstanding or lack of information there for young adults now. Um, it's getting better, of course, uh, has progressed, certainly, but there's still such a void between what people should be aware of and be aware of what is available to them and how they should be taking um, the steps into their you know, their, their career and actually setting up a career strategy. I mean, I would ask any 18, 24-year-old now or even you know, adults uh, much older than that, do they have a career strategy? And probably on average, I would say about 80 to 85 percent of them would say no. Which is crazy to me, isn't it, Dan? It's, our young adults are expected to come out of school, which, you know, is stressful enough into college and to choose the job they want to be in for the rest of their lives. For our young listeners listening in this morning, what advice would you give them on leaving college to pick a job? It's a really good question. You're absolutely right. You know, if you're picking something and it doesn't have, like now and years gone by, of course, everyone would consider, you know, for the rest of your life. There's loads of time to change, there's loads of everything else, but it's, rather than having to change and going through those trials and tribulations, because we work with people on a daily basis that are having to do that, the big thing I'd say to anyone is looking at those four pillars. So and we touched on a little earlier, what you love, what the market needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at. It's, a, um, it's actually a Japanese methodology called Ikazai, and it's basically focused, it's you know, centuries old, and it rings true so much today. It's something we do on a daily basis with our clients. And the reason for it is because... If you don't understand what you're passionate about, if you don't understand what you're good at, it's very, very difficult for you to be able to go out and excel in those areas. So it's firstly understanding yourself, then it's understanding is there, what type of jobs are available for that, for that area, and then what type of pay scales is that going to offer you the right lifestyle and everything else. So it's really trying to pull that apart and looking at so many different areas. And the benefit now for a young adult going out into the market, they're because we're very much in a gap, if you like, or a talent shortage in the market in specific areas, that it's very much an opportunity for them to really understand, uh, firstly, what jobs are available. Um, so looking at what jobs are being posted on a daily basis, looking at what they mean, and then following up from that, reaching out to people in those organizations, because now companies are so focused about their internal PR. And what I mean by that is they are spending a huge amount of money to really work with their internal teams to make sure that they understand the challenges that they're facing, the, making sure they have all the right support, but most importantly that they're talking about the benefits of working for that business and making sure that they sing that from the rooftops really. So if you reach out to people on LinkedIn, if you reach out to, if you hear about somebody working in a job, they will be more than happy to tell you because it's so encouraged now because really employer brand is more important than business brand. Because if you can attract the right talent, you can develop an exceptional business. It's always been true, but it's never been truer than today. So, and it's just such a big opportunity there. And I would certainly say, while um, technology is always going is continually developing and evolving and everything else, that sector, there's so many different jobs within technology. So you can work in finance within the technology industry. You can work in operations within the technology industry. You can work in in sales within the technology industry. And of course, you can be a technologist. So. There's so many different opportunities in that arena and it's the fastest growing 
market, certainly as probably one of the main main industries that hasn't wavered in any way, shape or form in the last 20 to 30 years. It's gone from strength to strength. So that's definitely an industry to look at, to be involved in, in one form or another. But before you do any of that, making sure that you understand your four pillars, so what you love, what the market needs, what you can be paid for, what you're good at, making sure you understand those. And then really assessing and understanding the day-to-day of the role that you think you would like to do. Make sure you speak to people that are actually doing that role on a day-to-day basis in the companies you'd like to work within and making sure that you understand the depth of what it would look like because what looks good now might not look good in 5, 10, 15 years for you. So it's really understanding the full progressional aspect of that role as well. I couldn't agree more, Dan. I, myself, like you, went into a completely different job to what I'm in now. And if you did ask me back in my college years, would I be a presenter or a producer? The answer would have been no. It it would have been something I would have never picked. But, you know, my family members would always say that, no, that was the job for you because you always talked, talked, talked. So, like, other people see those strengths in you. What's crazy to me, Dan, is when I was researching, looking up where you could get guidance, I actually got more articles on how to manage if you are in a job that you hate. There was more of that information coming up than there actually was advice to where to go. I think that's a real big thing coming out of college is them knowing where to go. And this is really where your job comes in, the career coach. This isn't something that we had years ago, that we had the option to get in touch with you and go through all the the four pillars and really know what we're doing. It's a little bit crazy to me that there's more information out there to advise you to know if you hate your job rather than advise you where to go to look for one. Yeah, it's a really interesting point, Katie, and it's it's something, you know, if we look at in general, uh, we probably can sway towards the the negative than the positive. Um, I mean, there's more uh, words in the English dictionary to describe negative emotions than there is to describe positive. Uh, So I can tell you an awful lot straight away. Um, but it's also something to, to really look at in terms of the lack of information is the big issue, but also there's, an, there's also a, an abundance of the wrong information. Um, and what you, you naturally have is people that are com- you become confused. And it's something we started doing um, a, probably a couple of weeks ago and something we've been trying to do since the start of the pandemic is just really try and bring more and more information out to the market as much as we can um, as much as time will allow, given how busy things are uh, at the moment, but really looking at how we can enhance people's understanding of one, what a career coach does, what they're there for, how it works and everything else. Um, so they know that there is an outlet. They know that there is someone there that they can talk to that even if it's only a quick conversation and something that we do on a regular basis, we offer complimentary career strategy sessions to really help people uh, understand where they're going, what they're trying to do, and if they actually need help. Because some people might just need to point in the right direction, and some people might actually need uh, to work with a career coach to really develop that. In the same way, uh, if you're in a gym tomorrow, you know you might need a pointer to lift something in a bit more of an effective way, or you might actually need a program from a trainer to help you get into the shape you want to be in. It's the same thing applies. So it's really understanding that there is people out there that can help. Number two, it's also understanding what information is, is relevant because there's so many people that would say different things about CVs and everything else. So we started a, uh, and obviously where we began initially chatting was around our career chat series, which was really focused in on the fundamentals of finding the right job. So, of course, looking at the career strategy is a big aspect of it. But then once you understand what job you're looking for, there's so many more steps that you have to go through in order to really secure that job and especially in this market while it's buoyant 
and there is more opportunities coming up. There's more opportunities coming up in certain areas. So if you're not in those areas, that still means that you might be struggling to secure the right job at the right time um, and ultimately um, bringing the right level of revenue that you need to support you, your family and everything else. So really focusing in on what a good CV looks like, what are the key areas of that, what are the, how do you write a good cover letter and are they still relevant, which of course they are, how to conduct a proper interview, how to set up your LinkedIn profile. There's so many different aspects that have to be uh, stages that have to go through in a job search in today's market and so many challenges for people as well to be aware of. So people are not getting responses or they're not getting callbacks from recruiters or they're not hearing feedback so they don't know where to improve and all these different things. So really the idea of that was to try and bring as much information as we possibly can to the market to make sure people are aware that they're not alone. A lot of people are facing this and we've gone through a very big transition that's going to be and that transition, those changes that we've seen in the last 12 to 18 months are going to be with us for the future in the sense of, you look now, every nearly every company is using automated tracking systems to manage candidates um, and they're not getting, you know, they're getting automated responses back, they're not getting um, engagement, they're not getting feedback on how they can improve, they're not getting brought forward for interview because their CVs aren't set up in the right way. So there's loads of challenges out there for people. So really our whole focus at the moment is really trying to bring as much information to the market as we can because there's loads of misinformation out there uh, and there's also, like you said, an awful lot of negative information to identify the negative issues rather than showing people how they can you know, take a proactive approach and really understand how they can build an effective career rather than identifying if they're uh, in the wrong place uh, or in the wrong job. Dan, like it's it's crazy to think that these seem like such simple steps, but really people are struggling. We have just went through a year and a half pandemic where people were forced to, you know, step out of their comfort zone. A lot of people lost their jobs and were forced to go into new careers. A lot of people were forced to work at home. A lot of people left their jobs and started a whole new journey, which is fantastic to hear and have ended up in jobs that they absolutely love. What has the pandemic been? like for the working person yeah i think you, you've covered an awful lot of it there as well which is you're absolutely right some people found themselves in scenarios where they'd lost the job that they'd been building for the last 20 years for some people that meant that they gave them time to recalibrate and rethink and an awful lot of people realized they actually didn't like what they were doing and have now like i said retrained and, and looked at other areas of course that comes with its own challenges because when you don't have an experience in an area people perceive that you may have to start from the bottom and work your way up and an awful lot of people then struggle to get in at the entry levels or the lower levels or entry stages should I say of that career and that has brought about loads of frustration and everything else one of the big things I would say that um, people are trying to contend with is, is where to go what to do and how to do it and really the big thing now so that people understand is that even if you have been in a career for the last 20 years there is an awful lot of transferable skills people just don't realise that they are transferable skills number one but also they don't understand the um requirements of another job because some people use different types of language to describe the same activity and therefore they don't realize that their skills are actually applicable to it so there's been a again coming back to there's been loads of misinformation and everything else for people so there has been this scenario where now we're in a um, very uh, becoming back to a buoyant job market but for an awful lot of people there's still you know huge slowdown in their specific area they're trying to apply for jobs through portals and ATS systems that, uh, and they're trying to really appeal to probably four different audiences with one document. So that becomes a, a challenge in itself because you're trying to uh, tick all the boxes for the applicant tracking system. You're trying to 
appeal to the hiring or to the HR person that's going to review your profile you're trying to make sure that your CV is also set up in the right way to appeal to a hiring manager so there's loads of these challenges along the way so it has been quite tough for everybody to really understand these um, these new challenges that have entered the market and it's going to take a bit of time to wash through what I would say certainly is that it's not just your profile that's not getting picked up in the right way it's not just um, your interview that's not going well, it's happening for so many different people because the market has fundamentally changed. So really now, over the next kind of 12, 24 months, we will see that level off more. We will see a change in, in some areas, but we'll also see a really big change in candidates and how they approach the market um, and really about what steps they need to take because we are getting more information out there. Obviously, we're doing a huge amount around that. There's other companies, of course, as well, but it's really trying to get as much information out there for people to understand that these new changes that have come in, these challenges that they're facing, they will become the norm. It will become a bit easier. It seems like there's so many different moving parts right now and it's all um, very confusing. All of that will set the piece together for them over the, uh, the hopefully the near term, um, but certainly the medium to long term. And really, it will become an, an awful lot more simplistic. We'll see, obviously, an awful lot more jobs come into the market. But if they're struggling and if they're finding it really tough, we're more than happy to help. Like I said, we have complimentary career consultations to really help people understand where they're going wrong, what they're doing, what challenges they're facing, and how to overcome them quite quickly. And if they need additional help, of course, then we can look at uh, how we can help there too. Yes, it hasn't been easy, Dan for people that have had to come in and out of jobs or change jobs or try figure this all out at a later age in life when they thought, you know, that they had their career picked. What would you say to young listeners that are in a job that's not allowing them use their strengths? You see this a lot where young adults are going into jobs and their strengths aren't being used in that job. What would you say or advise to them? That's a great question. I would very much look at um, why, what is the ultimate aim of that job for you? Is it the career you want to be in? That's the first question. If that's the, an, the answer is yes, then the second question I would ask is to clarify or quantify that would be, will the skills be utilized later in that uh, career? If the answer is no, then you're probably not in the right career. And why that's important to, to look at is because if you're not getting the, the full uh, opportunity to utilize your full skill set, a lot of the time, it can, if you're in, uh, entry-level positions or starting to progress through your career, it can be because they are required later on and you're they're trying to get certain uh, fundamentals in place to make sure that you excel in your career and you have all the tools that you need to deliver currently for the business and that you know the other skills will be enhanced later on. That's dependent on the, the area, though, because that could be in technology, that could be in accounting, that could be in loads of different areas. If it's a case that those skills are typically not utilised or typically not you know, warranted or wanted in that type of industry, then I would very much question your suitability to it uh, mm -hmm. and looking at where they are warranted, where they should be utilised, because really we want to use the full depth of our skill set. Of course, we can't always use it at all times because depending on the type of industry you're trying to come up through, depending on the type of uh, roles that you're applying for and everything else, there will be certain skills that will be really necessary now and other skills that you'll, you're keen to use that will be really important later on. And providing that's the case, that's definitely the industry for you. If it's not the case, or if it's the case you feel you need to use those skills and it's, it's using the, the side of your skills that you really don't want to use now and you want to use the other skills later on, then maybe looking at where are those skills more apparent 
in other industries? Where are those skills um, immediately needed? Uh, and where are those skills, um, you know, a fundamental piece of the day-to-day? And that is a case of coming back to that, taking stock of um, what you love to do, what you're good at, then what the market needs and what you can be paid for. So it is kind of coming back to the beginning to really understand, is that a case of I will be able to grow with this business or in this industry and use the full depth of my skills in time, maybe not right now or now, not in the next two years, but certainly in the next two to five years, will I be able to do that? And am I okay to wait that period of time? And if the answer to that is yes, then you're absolutely in the right place. If it's a case that it's no to any of those, then it is definitely a case where you need to review your strategy. It is definitely a case we need to look at, is that the right job? Is that the right industry? And if not, what would be? Where would those skills be used? And that, of course, is different for everybody. So it really is a case of then trying to seek out that information. And again, that kind of comes back to what we are talking about a little while ago around that. Having someone there that's going to offer you career insight as to what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, and what you want to be doing. Uh, and making sure that all of that fits together in the right area for your own career. And making sure that then you can go and obviously secure that type of job. Dan, it, it's really a case of knowing what you love. But for the people out there that are just going out and hoping for the best, would you agree that when applying for a job, always be looking ahead of what is there a manager's job? Does this job go higher? You know, a stepping stone. Would you advise when looking for a job to always look ahead in that job? Absolutely. Um, so... One of the big things that we always say to everyone is that with the end of mind. So where do you, you know, what's the ultimate goal that you want to get to? So was that to be really good in a certain industry? Was that, and or, or at a certain job? Was that to be um, sitting on the C-suite of a, a multinational corporation? Was that to have your own business? Was that, you know, whatever that may be, what's the end goal for you? And that could change over time and that's okay. Um, you update it as you go, as you grow, as you, as you, you know, get more experience and more insight. But knowing that initially is key because that will um, guide you as to what type of job you need to start at. Because if you're looking for um, a seat to become a CEO of a multinational, then look at the, some of the best CEOs on the planet of multinationals and how they started their career and how they built their career. Because it is systematic. It's not something that happened by chance, not something that happened by mistake. They have taken certain career moves throughout their career in order to achieve the level that they've achieved. And that's the same for every role. Very much when you're trying to build a successful career, it's about knowing those stepping stones and knowing what role will enhance the, the last or what next, what your next role should be because, and that enhances the last and how that enhances your future role. Because one of the big things that happens for people, and certainly what we've seen during the pandemic, is that there's confusion in people's CV as much as there can confusion for them already and them knowing what they want, how they want it and everything else. Because if you look at someone's career path so far, they might have worked in, as an example, might have worked in operations, then they worked in account, in finance, and they worked in sales, and they worked in... What people like to see is a clear path, and specifically if you're working with large businesses and you really want to progress up to certain levels. So knowing what that clear path is is key because that's how you're going to be able to take those steps, those steps each time in the right way at the right time going to continually enhance your own career and um, so starting with the end in mind is absolutely key to making sure that you can build a successful career 
makes so much sense. We have a texter, Michelle has texted in to say she's so uncomfortable at work. Speaking up feels like she has to be someone else and her, she feels so tired from pretending to be a different person. Like that's crazy to me that people are in jobs where they feel like they have to be a different person or too uncomfortable to speak up. Do you see a lot of this, Dan? Yeah, it's a really good point. A lot of people say they have, you know, their home mask and their, their work mask or, or the mask comes off and they come out of work if you like because they have to act in a certain way, be a certain person and everything else. And it is something that does happen on a regular basis. We're seeing less and less of it now and we will see less and less of it as we move forward, but it will always be there. One of the big things that is so important for companies now, and we come back to them talking about their employer brand, they're trying to really enhance their culture and make sure that everyone coming in uh, is part of that culture, you know, aligned to that culture. So for others, though, when we take it back to the candidate, and again, we we always try and put the candidate as much as we can in the driver's seat um, in looking at the culture of the business and looking at is that the type of organisation that they want to be in? It, are their values aligned with their own? It's something when people are going for interviews and everything else, we get them to review that, we get them to question certain aspects. How are they with, you know, flexibility if you need flexibility? How are they that people have lives outside of work and it's not all about work and everything else? So all of those things are really important. But most importantly, if you're feeling uncomfortable talking up in work, everyone's opinion should be valued. Uh, if you're not in that space, one, I would question the, the setup of the organization, but more importantly for the individual, I would question whether that's the right place for them um, and whether they're getting the right support level that they need in order to be able to speak up. So it's so important that you can be yourself, you can bring your personality, because ultimately to build a proper culture within an organization, you need to have people showing what the personality is, show those differences, show difference of opinion, challenge opinion, bring ideas to the table, because that's how businesses excel and, and move forward and do all the the weird and wonderful things that we do see in the market from time to time. And it's the businesses that continually thrive in the market are those sorts of businesses that have that type of culture. So if that's where, and that's what we need to see more of, um, and certainly for people to be able to feel like they're comfortable in work. So if you're in that scenario, it's very much a case of, one, looking at can that scenario improve in, in your current job because are you happy with everything else but you just like to be able to speak up more that can be a confidence piece if everything else is okay if it's a case where it's not encouraged where maybe discouraged in uh, quite strong ways whatever it may be or it's just a very uncomfortable place to be then it may be a case of looking at how where else could your skill sets be better placed in terms of other businesses that would make you happier because we come back to what we are talking about at the very beginning we spend over 60% of our time on work and it has such an impact on the rest of our lives. It should have a positive impact, not a negative one. And then that scenario certainly sounds like it's more of a negative impact. There's definitely steps that can be taken to eradicate that, of course. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be a case changing job, but uh, certainly uh, we see it on a regular basis. So we firstly always assess what, you know, do they love all aspects of the job apart from that? And is it a case that that could be encouraged if they had the right development for themselves? Or is it a case that it's not encouraged and therefore maybe it is a case of looking at alternative uh, opportunities for themselves. It might seem scary to our listeners thinking, oh my God, I will go and get a new career tomorrow and look into it. It can be so fulfilling to be in a job where you're respected, you're liked, you know, you get the pay you like, you, you're going to work, you're waking up every morning, you're happy. And that's something that you can give in your organisation, Dan, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it's something that we focus in uh, so much on where 
they say the, the two of the, the biggest um, stresses are moving jobs and moving uh, house. Um, they, that's what they, they reckon, certainly. And it can be, or it can be very, very simplistic. So it depends upon how you set up your approach, what you're looking for. We put a huge amount of focus on making things very systematic, very straightforward, very easy to happen, and making sure that the benefit of being in a role and looking for another job, and when you're at that point where you need to take that step, it is it can be a very enjoyable process because ultimately you don't have to have expectations of other businesses. You're really just trying to go in and find out is that the next place for you? Is that the right area? And really putting, making it an enjoyable process versus a very, um, let's say, stressful one or worrying one or anything else. On average, our clients would secure new jobs in six weeks, whether they're in role currently or whether they're not in role. Um, so it can be that quick, where, especially when you look at the, the current job market where when people are applying the average time to secure a new job, again, whether you're in a role currently or whether you're looking for your next or whether you're currently out of role, is three and a half to four months. So when you take that account, that's a very stre- that can be a course of stressful time. Three and a half to four months of trying to find a new job, not liking your current one or not having one, and all the stresses that come with either scenario. We put a huge amount of focus in simplifying the process to streamline it and make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable, that actually changing role, not only, like you said, Katie, of enhancing um, how you feel, being valued, and um, bringing your ideas to the table, enjoying what you do, and coming home, feeling not only like you've added value but also that you're getting huge amounts of value is an incredible place to be and then of course having the right type of earning potential the right type of uh, progression opportunities all of that together that might seem for some people depending on the the scenario they're in right now might seem like a faraway land that that can happen in but actually that happens on a daily basis we have a number of clients one in particular that um was really struggling to secure a job having returned from abroad and actually found that she was applying for big corporations, had worked with these corporations when she was working internationally, uh, worked in line with them, should I say, as partners and everything else, had gotten recommendations from left, right, left and right, but wasn't able to break down the, uh, the doors to actually uh, get an interview. We started working with her. We really enhanced our own profile. Within four weeks, she secured end-to-end in terms of working with her, securing, setting up her profile, setting up her process, and actually securing the job uh, within four weeks with Salesforce. And that is, well, firstly, the, that timeline is not uh, something that's unheard of specifically with Salesforce, but her process she thoroughly enjoyed because she was there to understand, is that the place for her long term? She was there to understand, and as much as it was a an interview for her, it was also her interviewing them to understand really um, is that the, the place where she's going to enjoy working? Is she going to get the right support? Is she going to get the right development? Is she going to have the, the right opportunities? And ultimately, is she going to enjoy the day-to-day work? And all of those, uh, her answers to each of those areas was yes. And, you know, you know, working the job now, six months, she absolutely loves it. Loves day-to-day, uh, every day that she goes in, albeit it's remotely now at this moment in time. But those sorts of things happen on a daily basis. So there's no reason it can't happen for anyone that's in that scenario right now, although they they might not be able to see that light at the end of the tunnel. 
That's amazing, Dan. Uh, I love to hear a good story. So it's lovely to hear that someone went and got the job. And I love the fact that, you know, you're interviewing them as well because you need to see if they're going to fit into your lifestyle. Dan, the knowledge and information has been fantastic today. And honestly, I truly believe that to have a happy mindset, you have to be working in the correct job. If anyone was to find you, where would they find you across social media? Um, so on Instagram, where we run our uh, regular career chat series, that's the Career Mindset Coach, um, or you can check out our website, which is www.thecareer-coach.com, um, or of course on uh, Facebook, which is uh, Career at Career Coach. So very much across all those mediums, we try and be as active as we can, or on LinkedIn, of course, as well, and actually uh, with a career coach as well. So um, really focused on uh, trying to bring as much information to the certain check it out in those areas, or of course, we'd be delighted to hear from anyone if they would like to avail of complimentary career consultations to really help them take that next step or overcome the challenges that they're facing. Dan, thank you so much for joining me on Mind Your Mind. Thanks very much for having me, Katie.